Welcome to Trinity United Methodist Church in Duncanville, Texas. Today we welcome guest preacher and certified lay speaker Evelyn Glass. In what ways have you become too comfortable in your discipleship? Where is God calling you to be more faithful? Join us for the message from education to discipleship. Good morning and welcome to worship here at Trinity United Methodist Church in Duncanville, Texas. Sometimes we may want to ask ourselves, in what way have we become too comfortable in our discipleship? And so how might God be calling us to become more faithful? And we'll talk, be talking about that later today with our guest preacher. Our beloved Evelyn Glass is here to bring us the message from education to discipleship, for which I'm looking forward to. Our scripture this morning is from the gospel according to Matthew. We're in the 10th chapter starting with verse 1. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the 12 apostles were these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. This is the word of God for the people of God. The openness of our hearts and minds can be measured by how wide we draw the circle of what we call family. Mother Teresa, I'm, I'm real glad um, to be here with you. Um, and my buddy Sally is here. <laughs> Sally and I have been prayer partners for a long time, informal. I want to thank Pastor Jane for asking me to speak to you this morning. I'm real glad to be with you. I've missed you. For those of you who have asked, where is Evelyn and what is she doing? <laughs> Raymond, <laughs> I will tell you, okay? And thank you, Garth for offering those favorite words of mine sung by Sweet Honey in the Rock. Um, we who believe in freedom cannot rest. June is a busy, a very busy month. You've got Pride, got Black Music Month, Juneteenth, Father's Day. Plus, my dear Zania has been with me all month. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I'm wearing my Juneteenth t-shirt, and this is my Christian education stole. I received the t-shirt at a WNBA Wings basketball game a week or so ago, and the stole when I completed um, certification in Christian education training at Perkins School at SMU over 10 years ago. 
Christian educators are not commissioned or ordained as clergy, but are blessed and sent out to ministry. Worship event, a worship event is held at Perkins School of, um, at Perkins Chapel with family and friends. It's a really small group, not many people attend. And I'm grateful that Pastor Sam Caldwell actually represented Trinity at that event. I've always enjoyed school. Um, I understood from a very young age that education was the way of finding a job, a profession, and lifting yourself from the bottom, but it also allowed you to help other people. I want to offer two questions for you to consider this morning. Number one, in what way have you become too comfortable in your discipleship? And number two, where is God calling you to be more faithful? I want to thank Lindsay Crinks, who is a street chaplain and a Christian educator uh, in Nashville, uh, who published these two questions in uh, his discernment of this passage. It was published in, these questions were published in Upper Room Disciplines this past week. When I finished high school, I wanted to be a teacher. For sure, I just knew I was going to be a math teacher. Now, I did not complete my education courses while in college. I, w I had done my four years, and I was out of there. <laughs> so they wouldn't let me teach, or at least they didn't, wouldn't offer me the top salary to do that. So I had to look for a different profession. Who knew that I would spend the next 40 years as a government sex worker? The U.S. Public Health Service, family planning, reproductive health program analyst, and we did things like educating on STD and HIV. And I always get people's attention when I tell them I was 40, 40 years as a sex worker, no less. Okay, so I went to work in Washington, D.C. for my new job that I didn't know anything about, didn't even know what was expected of me. And then I found myself in school again, Washington Bible College. And then I was teaching adult education. Now remember, I am just 22, 23 years old, and I am teaching adult ed in a Baptist church, okay? <laughs> but that's kind of how you know me, learning and teaching. So what have I been doing, Raymond, for the last year <laughs> when I no longer worshiped? Uh, studied with you. I knew, I, I know he's been asking that. Y'all don't have to tell me. I just want to tell you, I went home. I went home without fear or shame. My heart became really heavy about how few black United Methodist churches were fully inclusive with LGBTQIA persons. Mostly, they were just silent. It had been a while since I'd regularly attended a predominantly black congregation. 30 years ago, there was open opposition from the pulpit. I have walked out a number of sermons, but no more. I was curious, and I wanted to talk to my brothers and sisters. I began attending Sunday school at Camp Wisdom United Methodist Church. I was out and open as to who I am and what I was believing. 
I didn't bring a flag or anything, but I could talk without shame at all. And it didn't feel rejected. So that's the big issue is when you are rejected by your family, that is pain that, that you just can't handle. You'd rather be silent than to be rejected. It was not long for them to recognize my commitment to study and teaching. Now, I'm being asked to teach. You think I said no? Uh, let me think about it? No. But it takes time to build relationships, to discuss what is still considered very controversial. I had the time. I was not in a hurry. Now, Raymond might have been wondering where I was and when I was coming back, but I wasn't in a hurry. Raymond says, quit picking on me. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't long before a parent came to me and said, you know, my college-aged daughter is a lesbian, and she's afraid that the church that she grew up in, that church, would not accept her if she were open and out. In addition to Sunday school, I joined the United Women in Faith, one of the uh, United Men and Women's Faith curriculum challenged me, caught my eye. Who can we be together? Now, I'm seeing a lot of people like where I'm asking that question. Uh, not just uh, women in different segments, but men, women. Who, who can we be if we're together, if we really know each other, if we really know each other? I can say that I have been welcomed and accepted by both clergy and members of Camp Wisdom. Now, Matthew 5 through 9 chronicles Jesus' ministry of teaching, preaching, and healing. He responded to questions from their potential disciples. These chapters include the Sermon on the Mount, teachings about the law, loving everyone, hypocrites with showy religion and prayer, judging, producing fruit, and showing compassion, just to name a few of the topics explored. Now, Matthew 10 sounds sort of like a commissioning service. It lists the names of the 12 apostles and tells us their basic assignment, preaching, teaching, healing, to continue the work that Jesus started, to proclaim the good news to the poor, those who are at the margins. I'm convinced that there were others listening, including women, listening in and preparing to serve. Jesus even tells them where to go. Yes, I won't say his name. I'll say Donna's name. Okay. It has been a real adventure for me this past year. And believe it or not, it is exactly one year. It was June of last year. Um, Black Methodists for Church Renewal is kind of a caucus group in North Texas. Actually, it's across the denomination. Had a discussion uh, about disaffiliation. So now remember, I believe that most churches are silent. Most black churches are silent. They just, they won't say anything. You know, they're not offensive, but they don't say anything. I heard discussion about the history of the, of the black church within the United Methodist Church. I heard a lot of discussion, uh, very little about the issues of disaffiliation. They talked about the process of disaffiliation, 
which didn't apply to any of them because they were not planning to disaffiliate. So I started asking, so why are you staying? If you don't know that you are not going to, if you know you're not going to disaffiliate. And then one person stood up and said, they don't come to our churches. I had to stand up and walk to the front. Now they're trying to wind down their meeting because they're ready to get out of there. It's okay. I stood there anyway. They could not shoot me away until finally the convener hands, hands me a mic and says, she just got a word to say, just a little word. So I went on to tell them who I am, where I come from, where I worship, and that I'm gay, and that I'm in your churches, and you cannot say that. Uh, they, the only place where they had given any grace was musicians, male musicians. <laughs> I, I'm a Christian educator. I'm a certified Christian educator. Even though I wasn't born Methodist, you can't be more Methodist than me. I can out-Methodist most white Methodists, okay? <laughs> the only predominantly United Methodist in North Texas that I'm aware of acknowledges being open, affirming to LGBTQ persons is Grace Chapel in Frisco slash Prosper, where Joshua Manning is the pastor. It is on their website. Now, you all remember, Joshua came through here. Part of his clergy training happened here. And the first time that I saw a black pastor wearing a rainbow stole was at this year's annual conference, and I got a chance to talk to her. I am just so blessed by her. She's pastor of St. Paul downtown. And she says, no problem you know, for her to wear it. Uh, at that conference. Well, both Camp Wisdom pastors have now preached sermons about God creating all human sexuality and calling it good. Even when we don't understand it, they acknowledge they don't understand it. Uh, but know that God made all of us and loves us the same. I believe my openness helped them to become open and to talk to the congregation about it. And then there were surprises. Now this is where I really got to meet Donna. Is uh, the United Methodist Women of Faith uh, met for the first time. I, I, I got this idea of not just who I am and why I'm here and why aren't we talking about this matter, but then it was the book, Who We Can Be Together. I got the women at Trinity and the women at Camp Wisdom, we need to get together and talk about this. And I have Donna and I have Marie to thank that she would carry the banner here and figure out how to make this happen. So the first time we got together was at Camp Wisdom, and we broke up into groups, as you know, uh, you know, how do you get to know somebody else? And, you know, we had small groups or one-on-one. -on -one. We had divided everybody up, and there were two people left, me and Donna. So... <laughs> We're a group, we'll form a group, but at first you know, I'm thinking, we know each other, we'll just hang out until the rest of the people uh, finish, and then we will uh, go back together. But Donna, I don't want to misquote you, but I believe this was what you asked me. Do you, uh, how do you feel discriminated by your race today? Well, first of all, I was thinking, how long Donna been waiting to ask me that? <laughs> Uh, and maybe it just came up for her. I didn't know. 
but also I didn't know how to really answer it. And for the 15 minutes we had for this, you know it could not be answered. Uh, and I hadn't really thought about it so much. Uh, but what I did share with her was, mostly I don't feel it on the day-to-day -day basis because I have resources. I don't, on a day-to-day -day basis. But I said, let's continue the conversation. And you know I have books, so I gave Donna a book. <laughs> and I said, we need to follow up and have more conversation. But I was really grateful and surprised by the question. Discipleship has never been easy. I have listened to the instructions and advice that's given in Matthew 12, as well as in Disciple uh, Bible Study here at Trinity, wherever I am. I have listened to the wisdom for my journey. Know that God will provide God's care for all of us. Matthew 10 also warns about how costly discipleship can be. It can stir up tensions with others, and you risk rejection. Jesus is interested in our taking his teachings to heart and walk the walk. We have to re-examine who we are. Is discipleship a little hobby or is it our defining trait? If you find that your discipleship has become too comfortable and easy, it is time to ask, what Christ are you following? Take the risk and say, here I am, Lord, send me. Let us pray. Loving God, may we, like the disciples, have the courage to follow in the footsteps of Christ and embody the gospel. Amen. Amen. Now, receive this benediction. What does the Lord require of you but to go from this place, as you go from this place, but to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. So go and serve God and your neighbor in all that you do in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We hope today's service was a blessing to you. Join us every Sunday here on Facebook Live at 11 a.m. Next Sunday, our very own Minister of Music, Garth Baker Fletcher, will be bringing the message. You can always access our services through our website, tumcd.org, our Facebook page, our YouTube account, and our podcast, Jane's Most Excellent Church Adventure. If you like what you're hearing, you can also support our ministry with your gift through our website, tumcd.org. God bless you in the week ahead. We'll see you Sunday at Trinity United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm.